They are the high kids. Your host today is Micah. Good afternoon and welcome to the High Kids Show for Kids by Kids. Thank you so much for tuning on 101.9 High FM. My name is Mika and I am 10 years old and I will be hosting for you today. So coming up on Hikers Today, I will be interviewing Clyde Wolpe, and he is a former South African chess champion and director of Go For Chess Academy. So stay tuned to 101.9 High FM to learn, about, to learn more about what he does, why he does it, and how cool it is. Also on the show, I have a tongue twister to challenge your mouth, cool fun facts that will blow your mind away, and finally, at the end of the show... Listen out for the Montgomery Jones and the Search for the Lost World of Fantasy Stories audiobooks. The, they are super fun to listen to. You can also get the full series on Mist Stock Productions channel on YouTube or on the website at www.miststockproductions.com or on our website at highfm.com. Here are the details if you have any questions for my guest or even if you want to say hi to your friends and family. The SMS number is 34519 and is charged at 150. You can send me a telegram on 061-895-1019. Please don't forget to sign your name. You can call us on 010-140-3020. I repeat, 010 010- one four o three o two o. Get ready for a da- jam-packed show on High Kids today. High Kids for kids by kids. They are the High Kids. Your host today is Micah. That song was "It's a Hard Knock Life" from Annie. This is High Kids for Kids by Kids. My name is Mika, and I'm your host for today. Before we start the interview with Cloud Wolpe, I want to introduce the tongue twister for today. It is Wayne went to Wales to watch walruses. I repeat, Wayne went to Wales to watch walruses. A bit later. I will, on the show, I will count how many times you can say the tongue twister in 10 seconds. So call me on 0101403020 to see if you can say it faster than me. I have Clyde Wolpe and he is a former South African chess champion and director of, of Go For Chess Academy with me in the studio today. So if you have any questions for him, you can send them on 34519 or telegram to 061-895-1019. Good afternoon, Cloud, and thank you for joining me in the studio. Good afternoon, Mika. It's fantastic to be here again with you. Fantastic to be here. Let's get straight into the questions. How old were you when you started playing chess? I was one year older than you. I was 11. <laughs> but 11 is very old for chess these days. I mean, <laughs> my youngest pupil is three. So there you wow. go. <laughs> Who inspired you and taught you how to play chess? Well, my dad taught me and one of my friends taught me. But when I beat them, they gave up. So I carried <laughs> on. But the person also, the Bobby Fischer-Spasky chess match 
was the thing that really captured captured everyone's imagination to in that at that time to to take to learn to love chess because it was really was in the news after that match because it was the first time an American had beaten the Russian and everyone was excited to watch that watch that match. Wow. My dad used to play battle chess on his computer in the 1980s. That's what got him into playing chess. What got you into playing it? I think either you love chess or you don't play it. And the first time uh, somebody showed me, I loved it, I was good at it, and I've never looked back. So I've always loved chess. Chess is not just a game. It's also a way of life, a way how you, uh, you think that way, you plan ahead. You've just got a chess mind or you haven't, I think. Why did you choose chess as your career? Um, it's a good question. I, I didn't choose it initially. I did a lot of other things, but I realized eventually that you've got to do what you love. And people were calling me back to do chess, and it was like really what I love, and I just want to do, just do that every day. What else did you do? I've tried different businesses, I've been in different ideas, I've been in different jobs. And I think the lesson is if you do things just for the money, then it, it's not really a fulfilling life. And you should do rather something that you really love every day and you can help people with. Do you have any other hobbies besides chess? And how do you relax while not playing chess? I suppose I do have some hobbies. and these I watch a lot of uh, interviews on YouTube and that sort of thing. And one of the ways I relax when I'm finished playing chess is still by playing chess because I find chess so relaxing as well. Just playing, it's very relaxing. What are some of your strengths and weaknesses in chess? I think uh, different people have different approaches to chess. So me personally, it's helped me to think quickly, yeah. helped me to be creative. Um, there's different things you can bring into chess. Some people are more scientific about it. You can be a bit scientific, but I like to be more creative and spontaneous and come up with good ideas and see good patterns. Chess just helps you to build all that. I agree. What is your favorite opening move? My favorite opening, uh, E4. That's the, the, the pawn in front of the king. <laughs> The pawn in front of the king, e4. That's probably the most popular move, but there's lots of good and good moves as well. So, how do you prepare for your opponents? Like, if when you're in an, a tournament, how do you prepare for them? Okay, so these days, most players' games can be found online yeah. somewhere. If they play, although sometimes people play with a different name. So you can do your research. You get to know what openings people play. So the opening is like the first 10 moves. So we have, for example, the Sicilian defense or the French defense. There's lots of openings called names after people or after events or various things. And if you know somebody plays a certain opening, you can prepare that as best you can. What advice would you give young chess players out there? Uh, First of all, everybody's different in terms of what you want to achieve. You might be a champion or you might just love chess. So go for it and you'll be surprised how chess helps you in other areas of your life and just in your schoolwork in general, you're talking to young people. When and what was the most exciting chess game you've played or watched? Two different things, two different things played or watched. I think um, played, I think when when I beat the Grandmaster from Argentina wow. and and he came out and he expected he beat everyone else. And even though I couldn't win that tournament, I was really, really determined just to beat him. 
because that was my aim. So I set an aim to do that. And I think in terms of watching games, I think just the Fischer-Spassky game, the Fischer-Spassky match was so exciting. We couldn't, we watched every single move of that. Wow. How does chess help you through real life challenges? Well, I believe chess players do better. Um, they are achievers. And also, it's a chess mindset of how to think ahead. If I just use a stupid example about driving, I'm always worrying, what's that other guy going to do next? You're always thinking about what the other person's going to do. And yeah, I think okay. chess, chess makes you a safer driver because you, you, you're ahead of the game in case something goes wrong. Which countries have you visited and which was your favorite country? To do with chess or just um, yes. in general? Well, I did play chess in Israel. Wow. At the Maccabi Games many years ago in 87. And, um, we, we went as a team, but we didn't win. Um, the Israeli army team actually won, so they're very good <laughs> at chess there, yeah. So I'd say, yeah, Israel was definitely one of my favorite countries. Um, uh, yeah, I'd go for Israel. Have you been to any other countries? Yeah, I've been to a few other countries. I've been to America, I've been to England, I've been to Spain, um, yeah, a few more like that. Who invented chess? It's not a case of who, it's more a case of where. Chess, it's, it's a debate whether chess was event, invented in India, and there is evidence of chess pieces, etc., going back there, or Persia, which is called Iran today. So, for example, the word checkmate comes from the word shahmat, which is an Iranian word, which is like kill the king. Yeah. So chess also evolved over many years and measured the history of the time. So if you look at certain times when there were no women's rights, the yeah. queen was a very low value piece. And then it became a, and then also, you know, I don't know if you know about the Cold War, but the Cold War would be basically between the East and the West was similar just before the time of Fischer-Spassky match. So chess actually represents like politics as well, like people, the way they are thinking as well. Wow. What is a Queen's Gambit? Queen's Gambit was, as you know, was a movie on Netflix recently. And, it, yeah. and because of that... Uh, it really shot uh, chess up into popularity with a lot of adults and a lot of adults have started coming for chess coaching now because of that show but the Queen's, Gamb the Queen's Gambit itself originally is a chess opening where you move the pawn in front of the Queen and then it turns into an opening which is called the Queen's Gambit so the Queen's Gambit movie or TV series was Based, they took that name, which is a very clever name. Based on the move. Well, I wouldn't say it's based on the move, but it, like all chess players would connect to that, and I think it was a very, very good name for that show, and people it just took off. Wow. Have you seen an increase of chess being played online? Definitely, especially during COVID. It started a lot online. Chess is incredibly popular online. There's many sites, many websites where you can play chess online. It's I'd say it's by far the most popular game online. Wow. Is a computer better at chess than a human? Unfortunately, yes. Um, it took a while for that to happen. But ironically, the first player to be beaten by the top-level com uh, computer was Gary Kasparov 
when he did tests with a computer called Deep Blue. And then after the computer beat Gary Kasparov, then there was no looking back. Computers were the best. As we were chatting before this interview, yeah. my little app on my phone is will beat just about any player in the world, and it's free. So, yeah, yeah that's, uh, that's how chess is. The, uh, computers have progressed unbelievably. But like I was saying to you earlier, I still like to think of chess as a human game. We can use computers, yes. but don't become a slave to the computer. So on that note, let's take a quick song break and we will be straight back. Thank you. Hi, kids. For kids, by kids. They are the Chai Kids. Your host today is Micah. That song was Get Back Up Again from Trolls. This is Chai Kids, for kids, by kids. My name is Mika and I am 10 years old. Before I carry on my interview with Clyde Wolpe, I'm going to remind you what the tongue twister is. Remember, it is Wayne went to Wales to watch walruses. And now it's time for our cool fun facts of, of the day. Did you know the number of possible unique chess games is much greater than the number of electrons in the universe? And the longest chess game from theoretically possible is 5,949 moves. Another fantastic fact is that the word checkmate in chess comes from the Persian phrase shamat, which means the king is dead. And finally, chess is often recommended by physiologists as an effect way to improve memory function, also allowing the mind to solve complex problems and work throughout years. And that is the end of our fun facts for today. I have Clyde Wolpe in the studio with me today. If you have any questions for him, you can send an SMS to 34519 or Telegram to 061-895-1019 or call on... 010-140-3020 Now let me carry on my questions. Clyde, is chess a game of skill or luck? Definitely skill, but there's a touch of luck, I guess. Um, but the luck's more to do with maybe you're lucky that your opponent plays badly that day or something. Yeah. The actual game is skill, I'd like to say. Mm. Yeah. If someone's interested in like chess... Who do they contact and how do they start? Uh, if they're interested in learning, if they want to be coached, they can contact us. We'll go for Chess Academy. We coach literally from three years old to 80-year-olds. We have all ages. We coach at schools, wow. everywhere. But chess is a different thing for every person. So if they're interested in chess and growing their chess, they can definitely give us a call. Do you mind teaching me? I'd love to teach you. <laughs> what is a guesstimate price of an entry-level chess set just to get started? Um, chess, a chess set can, you can get a nice chess set, a strong plastic chess set for about 250 rand. Oh, wow. Yeah, chess is quite a cheap sport in that sense. And a computer, a little app on your phone is free as well. So How long will the chess sets last? We have chess sets that we use for tournaments. They're plastic, they're vinyl roll-up boards. They don't break. You can smash them against the floor. They're a different type. They're like a silicone kind of plastic. Wow. And chess players aren't fussy. They don't have to have the fanciest boards. As long as it's standard size and everybody recognizes it, we use those for all tournaments. So wow. if anybody wants a set, 
they can come to us as well, although we're not a chess <laughs> shop. But um, we, it's good quality because that's what we use for all our tournaments. We know they don't break, so we source those. Who is the best chess player South Africa has ever had, and where did they rank like in the world? Well, the best chess player at the moment, Daniel Cordry, is the highest-rated player in South Africa. And, I mean, he, he wouldn't even be in the top 100 right now in the world. Um, so South Africa is a little bit behind the top, top players. But on a broad level, there's lots of very, very good players coming through for South Africa. You know, a lot of, lot of players. I thought you would be the best. Thanks. I'd like to say I am the best, <laughs> but I was SA champion many years ago. And um, my rating was 2250. Oh, That's wow. the highest rating. And that was the highest rating in the country at that stage. But today, the highest rated players, I mean, are, there's, the top, top players are over 2800. Wow. And the top player in this country is about just under 2500. How can chess make you a living? Chess is a big industry. The top players, they call them super grandmasters. There's a circuit just like you watch tennis players. They make, they make millions, the top players. And then there's commentators, there's coaches, there's authors, there's organizers, there's arbiters. So it's actually an industry in itself. And if there's a lot of people that are making a living as in, in that, um, in that environment. When you play tournaments, like if you won, do you get paid money, like prize money? Some tournaments, yes. Um, as we were chatting before, we also run the leagues. We run all the leagues for the Johannesburg schools. And in those tournaments, you can win trophies or medals. It's not about the money. We don't just to be about the money. But just like anything else, if you're really good, you can go for high level and get paid money. And, you know, various sponsorships as well. During COVID, what challenges did you face? And how did you, like, deal with them? Yeah, I love that question because COVID changed everything and I think you had to be very creative and for example, everything was face to face and then people had to go online and it's not like the technology didn't exist. Even Zoom's been around for 15 years before that, but suddenly people, uh, suddenly people uh, realized that and accepted, they started to accept that online coaching is powerful as well because it's very, very involved. And when we coach online, as we, the, 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 our pupil is engaged and playing and sharing the screen and very active. So I think it's just the perception changed and people realize that even if we do coaching face to face, maybe some, some days people can't get to us or they're traveling so we can have a session on Zoom and it's just as good. So it definitely changed the whole industry. But now it's about 50-50. There's online tournaments and there's over-the-board tournaments. Did you ever have difficulties on Zoom? Because when I was in school, I had difficulties. Um, yeah, what do you mean by difficulties? Like, like there being load shedding. Oh, yes, of course, technical technical issues and people couldn't get on and we couldn't see them. The reason we ask people to go now on Zoom or during tournaments so we can see also they're not cheating because unfortunately, as we were saying, there is yeah. some of that going on. But yeah, um, Zoom, some schools don't like Zoom and they say it's not secure and everything. But from our point of view, we only use Zoom. So very happy with Zoom. I know you wrote a book about chess. What was it called and why did you make a book? The book is called The Power of Chess. And the reason I wrote that book as a coach, 
my perception was there were a lot of very childish books with, you know, diagrams and very mm-hmm. sort of, let's say, babyish books for very young kids. And there were a lot of very advanced books. And I didn't notice anything in the middle. So I wanted to write a book that could take somebody from knowing nothing up to a level where they just before they can play tournaments and they can get into the tournaments. And then, of course, there's a lot of theory. There's a lot of theory in chess. And, um, you know, people have to, uh, they can get other books for that. How long did it take you to make that book? Quite long, I'd say about, well, the first edition was about two and a half years. Wow. And then this is about the third edition. We, we don't call it the third edition. We just call it the same book, but we just kept improving it. Do you want to make another book? Would you? Maybe, yeah. Yeah, I'm actually got some ideas for another book, which is talking about chess insights, um, chess, any ideas. I'm, I'm like, I'm interested in that, that type of thing more than just the theory. Cause theory, anybody can go on and just, and just copy theory down from the computer or, or from any CD or anything else like that. Yeah. With all this controversy about cheating with the top players, can you explain how you can actually cheat and why would they cheat? Uh, the question of why, sometimes that's a bit mysterious because there's obviously could be monetary reasons, it could be rating, because you get a chess rating and some people want to show off that their rating is higher than it is. So those are probably the two main reasons, but... You know, the funny things happen on the internet. You don't know what motivates people. But the question of how, that is the big debate going on right now where Magnus Carlsen, the world champion, has accused uh, Hans Niemann, who's a 19-year-old American player, of cheating. But what happened was he accused him of cheating over the board, but he didn't produce the evidence. And this is going on as we speak, and it's on the news right now. And... Different people are saying different things, so I'm not quite even, not even quite sure how that's going to end. But the world champion is accusing somebody else of cheating, so he might be wired up to a computer, or somebody could be sending him a message, or something like that. It's it's almost like science fiction stuff in the movies, but it seems to be happening. Yeah, it's yeah. so weird. It is weird. Do you think chess is considered a sport? Yes. Um, I think it is a sport. It's definitely, it's a, a theory. I think different, by definition, they used to call it a mind sport. But I say to people when they come to me the first time, call, chess is whatever you want it to be. Chess is a war game. Chess is a sport. Chess is a contest. It's a, it's a contest between you and your opponent. And by the way, chess, when you asked me before about if it's luck or skill, chess, I would say, is the only board game that's pure skill. Yeah. Because what other game do you know of that hasn't got dice or cards? See, so it's all your brain. No Everything is your brain. So chess is, in that sense, the ultimate game. And that's also why a lot of schools like it. Mm. And so, you know, and, and you asked me just now about how strong the top, top level of South African chess is. It's strong. It's not like, the, like no one's in the top ten in the world kind of thing. But on a broad level... South African chess is very impressive and a lot of very young young pu- uh, pupils are playing chess that like f- literally from grade one in schools. We have some schools where we actually 
teaching it as a school subject. So the potential of chess in South Africa is huge at the moment. Can you name some of the schools you teach? I can. Okay, we, I hope I don't leave some of them out. <laughs> but, um, yeah, we, we coach at, obviously, a lot of the Jewish schools. We coach at King David Santon. We coach at, at various schools. We coach at Saheti, Grayston Prep, uh, Crawford. We coach at the French school. We, we coach at so many schools, 25 schools in the Johannesburg area. And I know I'm leaving some out as we speak. But, yeah, no, we, we coach everywhere. Everywhere and um, they come us and we 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 present to them. We we coach different schools in different ways, some even online and also countrywide. We've got schools in Cape Town, Durban as well. Wow. Yeah. Do like some of the people in your family like to play chess? Yes, yes. My so, well, my dad taught me the game, and my younger brother Bruce, he was the junior champion. Wow. Um, he was junior champion at school, <laughs> and and my my younger sister Marda also was a, a junior champion. But they all gave up chess afterwards. They gave oh. up chess after that, so but they played along for a while. Yeah, a lot wow. of people give it up after school, but hopefully, you won't. Did like your mom or does your wife play chess? My mom, my mom was the um, secretary of the chess federation, oh, wow. and she was. She didn't teach me, she didn't get me into chess, but she was the most supportive person for me in chess, and she was with me at every single tournament, and obviously a huge influence on my career. Wow. On that note, let's take a quick song and, break. And, yeah, and just to answer my, my wife, Suze, she doesn't play chess, but she organizes a lot of chess. She's big in organizing in schools. <laughs> wow. So shout out to Suze. Okay. Okay. On that note, let's take a quick song break and we'll be back. Hi kids. For kids, by kids. They are the Hi Kids. Your host today is Micah. That song was I'll Make a Man Out of You from this Milan. This is Hi Kids, For Kids, by Kids. My name is Mika and I am 10 years old. Are you ready for the tongue twister? This is how it works. You can call us on 0101-403020 and I will count how many times you can say the tongue twister in 10 seconds. You can call me now on 0101403020 to see if you can say the tongue twister faster than me. I will start. Craig, please start the timer. Wayne went to Wales to watch walruses. 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 Does does Clyde want to do it? I don't want to, but I think I have to. Okay, must I do it? How long do I have? Ten seconds. Okay. Three, two, one. Wayne went to Wales to watch walruses. 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 Wayne went to Wales. Jeez, seven times. That was that was great. You beat me. Do we have any callers for the tongue twister? No. If not, let's go on to the song break. Well done. Hi kids, for kids, by kids. They are the Hi Kids. Your host today is Micah. 
That song was We Don't Talk About Bruno from Encanto. This is Ha Kids, Four Kids, Ba Kids. My name is Mika and I am 10 years old. Well done to Clyde for trying the tongue twister. Thank you to, thank you to my guest Clyde Wolpe for joining me on my show. My producer Senna and Craig for pushing the big red buttons. Kind reminder to, to listen out for the Montgomery Jones and the search for the lost world of fantasy stories audiobooks. They are super interesting. You can get the full stories on Miss Stark Productions channel on YouTube or on the website at www.missstockproductions.com. Join us again tomorrow with another High Kids show only on 101.9 High FM. That was High Kids for Kids. Goodbye, kids.